Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. What are the top five lessons from Paul to the Jones uh, to use in this market to get rich? And can you explain who he is? Because he's interested and we'll, we'll talk about um, we'll talk about him. But can you explain to who he is and, and some of the top lessons? Yeah, um, part to the Jones is uh, Rashad. I promise you, I'm done stressing you. So. <laughs> I'm oh, oh, can we turn? Can we turn through. Ian's mic up? They're saying that Ian's mic is low. Is this is that possible? Uh, Let me know. Yeah, we could do that. Can we do that? Yeah, better now. Yeah, guy, you just talk and we, we got you. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Part two to Jones. He is the Michael Jordan of futures trading. So in, so in 1987, when the entire market fell apart, he made a killing. He's been making a killing ever since then. Everyone, go Google what is Part two to Jones net worth and put it in chat. Um, at one point, he was making 30 million dollars a month for his company. Um, but he's really great in these down cycles. We'll talk about King Griffin later. Um, so lesson number one is be prepared for volatility. A lot of times as investors and traders, we think volatility is bad. Volatility is great if you know how to use it. Um, number two, you got to stay focused on the big picture. So even though we know that the market is going to drop, I caught it six months prior to, you can really get high off of making gains off of shorting but you have to know when to reverse out i think we're starting to like see a bottom we're floating heavily to the upside so once your trades are done let's say you're doing puts or you're shorting features to the downside and another account you have to have your long-term portfolio to make sure that the market is going up in your favor so you swing trade to the downside but invest for the long term on the upside so ideally you want to be in a position where you can make 500 percent to a thousand percent shorting 
short term, and then over five years hit fifteen hundred to two thousand percent in your long term, and win in, in both markets. Um, never number three. Never try to predict the market, but always go with the predominant direction. I think a lot of times people get so caught up in trying to guess where the market is going going to go, opposed to being in flow with the market. You should be able to look at any chart in five seconds and say, "This is going up." Delta Airlines is going to slide down. CCL popped up, but it's going to come back down. Um, number four, one that he doesn't talk about a lot in a down market like this, your target should be 100 to 500 percent return on investment. So if the market is sliding down when everyone is panicking, you should be going nuts looking for opportunities in which you can get 100 to 500 percent returns. And some of you have done that at Red Panda. Some owners have done it. I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of you guys. And number five, uh, use leverage carefully. Leverage can hurt if you don't know how to use it. But if you have a high win ratio, let's say you win 80% of your trades for every dollar you put into the market on your swing trades or day trading account, if you're getting 5x, 7x, it's then to use the capital, use some leverage, trade bigger size so you can hit bigger gains. And then that way you'll be able to be able to make more money in a down market and take advantage of these once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. So those are like the five biggest lessons I've taken away and implemented from the MJ of Futures Trading. Mm. Paul Tudor Jones. Can I throw a bonus in there? Absolutely. This is, this is something that, and that was great. Those are all great. And, and just reading up on Paul, I, I see a lot of people in YouTube putting up his, his uh, that $7.5 billion. That's impressive. But one of those Not things, bad. and this is something early on in trading that I even had to learn was, Decrease the trades amount when you're not doing well. Absolutely. Like, decrease your trade amount when you're not doing well. A lot of times we'll get into trades and it's not doing well and we'll say, all right, well, I'll average down, but I'll average down with more money, right? Because I want to supplement for yeah. what I just lost. When it's not doing well, de decrease the trade amount let it go. and decrease how many times you're trading. Absolutely. It's, it comes with the discipline of trading. And so, like, if you're not doing mm -hmm. it, it probably it's like, ah, what does that even mean? But it's one of those things. Like, and, and, and when you're doing it, it's just kind of natural. Like, when you see loss, you're like, I need to get gains. I need to get gains, and I need to get them quick. But the best offense a lot of times, like Shadi says, is your defense. And so when, when you mm -hmm. see that, you're not going to put in a large amount, right? Or even when you're doing well, this is a, the reverse side of it, when you are doing well, you invest small amounts until it's – until it's proven wrong. Yeah, step back. Right? Until it's proven wrong. Yep. Invest small amounts. There's nothing wrong with 5% gains, 6% yeah. gains. Invest small amounts until you're proven wrong or until you start to see retracements or you start to see reversals. It's okay. This is part of being patient mm -hmm. and it's part of being a smarter investor. And so they're learned skills, but we're telling you this because obviously I've been through it. And so hopefully you don't mm -hmm. have to go through it. That was just a little bonus for you. It's like hooping. Like if I if I'm oh for nine from three, a layup helps build confidence. Exactly. Let alone a layup and one, and I make a free throw. I'm like, boy, this twenty two footer looking nice. Like, even if you're trading, and somebody asked me yesterday, like if I have a small account, what should I do? I'm like, a lot of times having a smaller account, you have an advantage because it won't cripple you if you lose, let's say five hundred to a thousand dollars. But if you get three four wins in a row. And if you can learn to be able to get some size eventually and still win with small contract sizes that you're trading, that's the best of both worlds. There's nothing wrong with, let's say, like, if you 
do two contracts on an option that's a year out, do another two, then do four contracts on the future on the Dow, and then eight on NASDAQ. It may not seem like a lot in one trade, but when you if you win all four trades, you have 15, 16, 20,000 really fast, um, even trading small size. It, it, that basketball analogy is perfect. The other one is the baseball analogy, right? Like, do you want to win the batting title or do you want to be the person who strikes out and hits 40 home runs? Or, I don't know what earn you love coming out, but it's like a relationship analogy too. Like, if, if you averaging down is like going back to somebody who cheated on you. Like, for what? You want the double the misery? Let it go. First time you got it at the wrong time, let it go. Pick another asset that will love you back. Please. Another asset that'll love you back. I like yes, that. Another like asset. Very important. <laughs> I like that. Mm -hmm. Very important. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Boy. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Netflix, what do we think of Netflix earnings and uh, the fact that they have the highest revenue per employee? What does that even, what um, does that be, even mean? For, for every employee that they have, you know, they, this is like the ESPN version of LeBron scored the, scored the most points on a Thursday afternoon when Shannon Sharp was wearing a blue sweater type <laughs> thing. Shout out to Uncle Shannon. Shout out to Uncle. Love the sweater. But for out of every tech employee, they they're, per employee, they're generating $3 million per employee. It's an interesting stat to look at. I think Apple was at 2.5. Microsoft may be at 2 million. Um, I think the customer, like I have to, you know, I've been hard on Netflix for the past year. Um, they've been doing good the last three months. So, I, you know, I have to say that I was wrong. Um, on the, I don't think the earnings would be that strong. The cost per acquisition was fantastic. They shot up like crazy. I think even the day they were up 4%, they're up to like 357 right now. Um, they still have a lot of way to go to get back to that high of 700 bucks. But the acquisition costs were great. The earnings were great. Um, if they can get that debt structure down a little bit, maybe, maybe a viable buy yeah. over the next couple of months. But yeah, they, they did great on the earnings. Yeah, I think one of the things um, that kind of shocked everybody and shocked Wall Street because their estimates were way off was the amount of paid subscribers. So they, they had 7.6 million paid subscribers in the fourth quarter. Wall Street was estimating 4.5 million, which is mm -hmm. like... And blew it out of the water. water. Um, and this, and this is important. We kind of spoke about this. This is the first time that Netflix has um, had its ad-supported service included in its revenue. Um, and so that's important, right? Because... What's happening is that people are signing up for the lower tier that has ad placements, but the people who had like the $9 tier or the $19 tier, they haven't lowered it because they don't want the ads. And so you're not losing customers because of the lower price, which is good. So you keep those customers, but you're actually getting more customers yeah. now because you have a new price point. Plus, again, they still haven't gone international yet. So there's still some room for growth. But I think in this quarter here, which is, is what they're adding in the first quarter of 2023 is the password sharing price point. And so now, mm -hmm. you know, like before when I gave, like, I think Shadi has a name on my account. Like, <laughs> I, you do. <laughs> I have a name on your account for what? Netflix. Currently? Yeah, currently. Don't worry about it. I still love you. Yeah, but so like, that was something that people normally did, right? So you figured you, you lose customers. But now they're going to have a price. Shout out your whole character, yo. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, you would lose customers, right? But now, you know, there's going to be a price yeah. tier where you can just pay for that, right? So maybe it's $22 instead of 19 
and now four people can yeah. use your Netflix account. And so then again, you, you're still adding more revenue by keeping the same customer. Plus, as you get more content, and they had some the shows that blew everything out the water in that quarter, Wednesday, if you haven't tuned into that, I'm sure your kid has. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that that went crazy. Um, they had the the Knives Out joint, the, the Onion with uh, Daniel Craig, that went well. So they have, they've had some content that has done well, and obviously these new- Kaleidoscope. Yeah, these new tiers are, are doing well yeah. for them. The, the uh, Megan and Harry story, you know, that did well for them. Mm -hmm. So they, the content is rolling, it's rolling, but these new ad tiers have helped them. Um, so that's why you know, they, they blew their earnings out the water. So shout out to them. I don't think we, we didn't, we didn't put the coffin sign up for them. We just said there was some, no, I some trouble days ahead. Um, and it seems that they yeah. may have righted it, but you know, it's, it's early in 2023. But the fourth quarter was great. First quarter of this year looks like it could be promising too. My graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.